Welcome to the Trauma Survivorhood Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah, a certified trauma recovery coach with Full Circle Wellspring. You are listening to Between the Seasons. This is a bonus content series while we gear up to season two when our regular format will return. Each bonus episode is a very special interview. We've got authors, creators, founders, community advocates, trauma survivors, and all brand new friends of mine. Please enjoy. All right, so welcome back to the Trauma Survivorhood podcast. I have with me today Shannon Posh Anderson. We're so happy to have you. Shannon is no is no stranger to struggle. She speaks candidly about her journey of how she was successfully able to overcome many obstacles and challenges in her own life while turning lemons into lemonade. Through faith, dedication, and resilience, Shannon has been able to speak her story. She's using it to uplift and transform the lives of others while also helping them to share their stories through writing and publishing their own books, promoting their own self-healing, self-confidence, and self-love. Shannon has been featured on Yahoo Finance, Essence, Fox, and many other outlets. With tenacity, great wit, and Southern charm, Shannon is able to beat the odds and is determined to show others how they can beat the odds too. She's now the host of a radio show entitled So Let's Talk About It, which airs in Atlanta on WIGOAM. And she also has a coaching consulting business where she coaches authors on how to write and publish their books in 90 days. Yes, I said that. She is also the owner of POP Publishing. She's the author of many books, the executive producer of the award-winning documentary about her own life. Shannon Posh Anderson, thank you so much for being here today. Welcome. <laughs> We're so glad to have you. So much, Sarah. So glad to be here. Yeah, yeah. It's so wonderful to have you. Your your trauma started very young, mm-hmm. very deep, right? So mm-hmm. you have this resiliency, this tenacity to get to where you are now. Tell us a little bit more about your journey. How did how did you get here? Oh, wow. Do you have time? <laughs> we got time. Mm-hmm. I we have a lot of time. <laughs> um, you know, it started really early. Um, you know, I can remember even being four years old, being in an abusive household, alcoholic, raging father, um, beating my mom constantly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just growing up in a household where I was completely confused. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, wasn't sure if I was safe, never felt safe. Um, so the anxiety, the depression and all that stuff started at a very early age. As a matter right. of fact, I was diagnosed with anxiety, depression, and PTSD at the age of eight. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. And so from there, um, my mother has been putting me in therapy since mm. I was eight. Um, I was administered into a mental facility at the age of 11, wow. several by the time I was 13. Wow. And I mean, just so many ups and downs and really just a young girl trying to find herself in this world. Yeah. So um, then I just went into, um, you know, the adult entertainment industry. I started at like 14. I was just really looking for an escape. And I felt like being a stripper and being a dancer allowed me to express myself, but also gave me a power. Mm -hmm. Um, I hated my father. So therefore I hated men. And I just felt like strippers or the dancers just felt like they had so much power over men 
And I think that's really how I cope. Like, you know, as I got older and I've been through therapy, you know, just tying those things together. um, And I pretty much ended up there just by running away from home. I started running away from home at the age of 10 um, and just experiencing different things. My sister was older than me, like by five or six years, she started taking me to clubs. So I started experiencing older men and that's just really how it started. Right. She was like, I'm not sitting at home babysitting. I'm 16. I'm 17. She's coming to the club with me. (laughs) Right. So put her on some lipstick and some heels and she's coming to the club 11 years old. Right. And so that's when it really all started. And, um, you know, it was just a fast track, fast paced life. Um, by the time I was 17, was already a mother. By the time I was 21, already two kids stripping, magazine modeling, trying to feed my kids, trying to find myself, got married, got divorced. Um, and then just going through the motions. And then finally in 2015, I was involved in a fatal car accident and um, the guy who I was dating at the time died in the car accident. And so that's when everything just changed for me. I really felt like I had been running from my purpose for so long that God was just like, (laughs) let me just let me just show you how you've been running for so long. And let me just show you death. Right. Mm -hmm. Because you're headed that way. Let me just put it directly in your face so you can really see that I've been trying to get your attention all this time. And I think so many of us get to that place where God is like, he just slams us right like in the face, like a brick wall, like this is your wake up call. Mm. So that was the wake up call. And then he was like, write the book. So that's when I wrote the book. And that's really how everything happened. I had no idea what would happen from there. People started messaging me. How can you help me write my book? How can I share my story? I want to be like you and speaking. And because stripper to striver, I mean, it got a lot of notoriety. And so people are like, I want to do that too. You know, I want to be bold enough to share my story. And so that's how the coaching started and the publishing started. And that's how I got here. That's just a very like quick wow. way of just putting it all together. Yeah. Wow. Like a that's- 30, 35 year journey. Wow. That is amazing. So your book, Stripper to Striver, the kind of start of it all, right? That was the first time that you were like, that you were very open and just, mm-hmm. here's my story. Take me or leave me. Right. Yeah. How did your friends and family and loved ones react to that when that book came out? Or did they already know your story beforehand? Were you always very outspoken about it? Or was this kind of a fresh no. thing for them? So the only people I was in the adult and same industry about 10 years mm-hmm. on and off. The only people who knew were like my mother, sister, brother. Okay. Nobody else knew. And so, um, but my family isn't close. So, it really, you know, it's just kind of one of those things. Um, yeah. So when I dropped my book, my sister said she's going to sue me, right? Like she had a hissy fit because... A lot of the trauma was connected to my father, but it was also connected to her. And she didn't want people to know that information. Like what really started even wanting to go into adult entertainment, like I was being molested by her boyfriend, you know? And so the sexual abuse is really what kind of started a lot of, you know, the process. And so she didn't want anyone to know that but I'm mm-hmm. like that's my story right you know yeah. and say that again it that's is my story, my story. Yeah. right that's what started it and I know yeah. that it puts you in a bad place but it just is what it is I'm not blaming you it's just what happened you know yeah. 
Right. And so even speaking with my clients and, you know, they're like, I'm so afraid and all of this. And I'm like, but it's your story. You're going to piss some people off. That's life. But that should not keep you from your purpose or your destiny. And that's just where I was. I was like, you know what? I faced death. I buried somebody who I love. That could have easily been me. I don't have any more time to waste. I don't have Mm -hmm. time to live for other people anymore. And that's really the place that I had to get to. And um, but the reaction was so beautiful. Um, My sister eventually got over it. And guess what? Uh, That's when a lot of the healing in my family started to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because the conversation was opened up. Sometimes you're going to be forced into the healing work with your family, the forgiveness and all of that. And that's what really happened. And I don't think I don't think me being quiet would have put us in a position to where that may have never happened. Right. Right. And I've seen that happen in so many of my clients' lives, like the healing and the forgiveness in their family starts to happen because of the book. Wow. That's, that is really beautiful. I know you already touched, touched on, um, this idea of fear, right? Mm. Is it also sometimes shame that they're like feeling too much shame? Yeah. What, what do you say to that when they're saying, I just, I don't know if I can say this. It's so shameful. I'm embarrassed, right? They feel guilty, right? Mm -hmm. So the shame, I mean, that's something I still deal with today, but then I always have to ask myself, And this is the thing. You have to understand that it is not about you. Yeah. Right. Like the things that we are faced with, the things that we overcome, they're for other people. Mm -hmm. And I have to take it back and think about the young girls who have been in my DM crying and said, you know what, I'm stripping and I don't know how to get out. And there's no one who 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 has my voice. Right. Like not many people are raising their hands saying, hey, I was a stripper. (laughs) Right. Right. Even if they were. And so just to have someone speak for them gives them the courage to have their own voice. And so that's what I have to constantly think about. Like when you are the person that's chosen to do certain things, you're going to be railroaded. It just is what it is, right? Like you're going to be faced with a lot of the things that come with it, but you also benefit from so many rewards. Like my life wouldn't be as beautiful as it is. I wouldn't be able to give my children the opportunities that they have. So I have to think about all of those things and just my children watching me has now given them the courage to do their own things, right? And so they're like, I watched my mom go from this to this. Like my oldest daughter, she's 26. I had her at 17. We grew up together. She was like, you went from being that mean girl who was in the club, who used to whip me for everything, now to being this more mature and understanding mother. So your children benefit from the growth as well. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love this aspect that it's that the story writing, and I know it can be very cathartic, right? To actually yeah. write it and speak it. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, the story is really for the reader to be mm-hmm. an inspiration, right? So mm-hmm. that really takes away all of this, you know, this, this shame and this fear that come with it. What a great way to combat it, to like remind people that this is, this is bigger than you, you know, you're sharing something that's bigger. Mm -hmm. Wow. Oh, that's so beautiful. I love it. So this, this turning pain into power, right? I know one of your book is from pain to power, but this is like this thread of, I don't know, hope, right. That, that Mm -hmm. started your publishing company. 
how did you know how to do that? How did, how did you set out and like you started, did it, was it like the learning process and the mistakes that you made in publishing your first book? And then you just incorporated this into now this, or did you, did you have to take classes? Like what did, what was that process for you? Um, that process for me, getting a mentor for sure. Mm. Um, and then just figuring a lot of the stuff out on my own, which allowed me to be able to condense it. And that's how I'm able to help people do it in 90 days. Cause it took me like a year. Um, yeah. So by going through the process, I was able to look at it from a bird's eye view and say, Hey, this is what I did. This is what I did. That stuff. I didn't need this. I didn't need, let me just condense it, figure out the real steps that can take people from A to Z. And I took those steps and turned it into a program where people can follow and get the same result. So that's basically how that happened. That was another instance of like turning what you went through. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not that it was actually considered like traumatic, but, you know, this really difficult thing that you had to walk through to get to the other side, to have a book that's on a bookshelf. And you're like, "Mm, I can help people. Let me reach back and kind of help them with some of the things now that I know, you know, the pitfalls and the downfalls that happen. When when people write their stories and they write these books and they publish them, does anyone ever come back with like regrets that it's out in in public? Are they, is, are they fully protected when, when a person tells their story in a book, what are some of the legalities there that happen for people who are thinking about this, you know? Mm-hmm. The biggest thing that I hear is, do we change the names? And the answer would be yes. yes. <laughs> Just change the names. Like the people who you're talking about know that you're talking about them, but mm-hmm. nobody else does, right? So unless they come forward and say, hey, she's talking about me, they're telling on themselves, right? Yeah. So um, just change the names. Everybody in my book has a similar name to their real name, but it's not their name. So legally, there's nothing that they can really say. Yeah. So there's protections there, which yeah, is great. Absolutely. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that has to be very comforting for people who are who have this like nervousness. Right. And mm-hmm. and like like you said, like your sister initially, she sued you, you know, in throwing this hissy fit. Right. Mm-hmm. And then all that just kind of ended up washing itself away. Is that just is that right? Yeah. I mean, the forgiveness started and she started to, because it was something that she felt bad about for so many years anyway. And so she just finally was just like, I'm sorry. You know, it just ate her up so much to where she was like, I'm just sorry. And that's when the healing started. But that's what I find in most of my clients. Nobody has ever said, I wish I had not wrote this story. Everybody is like, I cannot believe like the results that I'm getting, like the healing that I've had for myself and the healing that I'm now getting, you know, in my own family. Now I'm feeling more confident to go out and tell my story and now share with other people and help and inspire other people. So that's what it's all about. Oh, that's gorgeous. That's gorgeous. Oh, I love it. I love that so much. I have, um, I have a few friends who are working on books themselves and I know just like the inside, like the, these nervousness things, that's where yeah. I know that like sometimes it's fear and shame because I hear them talking and they're, they're willing to do it regardless, but I know that there's some emotions back there. So I'm so curious as to how you, you know, the things that you say. So that's, that's great to know. So I can go back to them to be like, Hey, remember this isn't for you. <laughs> yeah, it's not. And just to think there's millions of people who can relate 
to them, yeah. right? Like it's going to be a lot more people who actually appreciate the book than don't. So yes, yeah, that's that is true, right? Because then we're putting the word out there. People mm-hmm. are like, oh, her story is just like mine. Oh, his, yeah. oh, his life is very similar to mine. Oh, wow, look at what he's done with his life, right? And so that's the beauty that's on the other side of that, right? Yeah. Wow. That's gorgeous. So your book, um, one of your books called From Pain to Power, How to Create a Life of Unforgettable Change and Transformation. Mm -hmm. This is a testimonial style book, right? Like you interview and and give testimonies of some of your most inspirational uh, people with these, you know, trauma stories, these healing stories. Mm -hmm. Who are some of the most influential and inspiring people in your life? In my life, I would have to say my children, Mm -hmm. like they really inspire me because like I look at my son and, you know, he was born with ADHD and, you know, now he's an airplane mechanic. <laughs> and it's like, how does that happen? Right. Like he has just been like, I am going to make it through. I don't care what. Right. And I would say definitely mentors and coaches who I've worked with um, and just people who have the audacity to to be world changers like anybody who just have the audacity to just go through something and say this is who I am this is my story take it or leave it yeah. like I am so inspired because most people allow their past to crumble like just like break them right yeah. and so for anybody who can just take their story take their past and turn it into to power like I, I'm just I'm just really awed by them yeah. <laughs> Because yeah. this is not easy. Yeah, no, it's not at all. The the vulnerability that has to happen there, right? Can you speak a little bit on your own vulnerability when you were coming to terms with with your healing, right? And then putting it out as a as a speaker and as an author and putting your story out there. What did that vulnerability feel like? Did you have to do a little self-talk through that vulnerability? Oh, absolutely. Every day. <laughs> Every Still, right? Day. Yeah, like it's <laughs> ongoing because you're going to get those limiting beliefs and those doubts that still come at you. Um, but you just have to remember who you're doing it for. Like I said, it's not about you. You also have to think about your goals. What are the goals that are attached to the book and to your purpose? Yeah. Um, and it's not just about doing it for the reader, but also my future generations. Like, I don't want my grandchildren to struggle and have the same struggles that I had. You know, I don't want my great grandchildren to have the same struggles that I had. So I understand that I am the person that's breaking those things in my family. So I'm going to be the person that experiences the most. It just is what it is, but I'm willing to do that for my future generations as well. So yeah. it's just really that important to me to just stop the cycle. Yeah. Yeah. We know how much um, intergenerational trauma really affects all the way down, generally three, four five generations Absolutely. down, right? You yeah. know, any type of like, you know, big abuses, sexual abuse, any big secrets, yeah. shame, right? Cultural issues, these, these things that are just like attached to us and we don't even necessarily know about them, right? Obviously you have taken so much pain and turned it into huge triumphs, mm-hmm. right? And we want to celebrate that and honor that. How, what were some of the most important things that were real catalysts in your healing that really, really made a difference in your life? Um, definitely my spirituality. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in the church. Grandfather was a deacon. That's always going to be first and foremost. Yeah. Um, but then I also do Reiki. Yeah. So I went and had um, a Reiki session and they 
taught me how to do Reiki. So I give myself Reiki every day and it has really, really helped. Yeah. Yeah. You're moving that energy through moving that energy yeah. around and it's like, oh, so healing. And, um, you know, it just puts me on a different frequency because it just seems like so much of that stuff is just so heavy and I've been carrying it for mm-hmm. so long and I probably yeah. got it passed down from whomever. Right. Right. And I tell people all the time, a lot of the trauma that we carry isn't even ours. It could be our grandmas. It could be our grandpas. Yeah. I was born the day they buried my grandfather. So it's just <laughs> like, yeah. So it's like no telling what happened in, in that crisscross. Right. Yes. Um, and he was an alcoholic. So, wow. you know, I just being able to just take that energy, um, definitely put God first, get my spirituality, get one with God has been tremendous. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You've really brought it back to your roots, mm-hmm. your, the healthy parts of your roots and not the abusive parts of your roots. Right. Yes. It's like, if we can just learn to kind of suss through what our childhood was, right. Cause there was always some good and the bad, like, was there like a really helpful teacher? Was there a neighbor who loved you? Was there someone yeah. who made you feel safe? You know, did you learn something important, even if it's what not to do? Right. And it sounds mm-hmm. like from your grandfather being a minister that those roots really, really dug down really deep. Yes, absolutely. Wow, that's beautiful. So your 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 up and coming book now is mm-hmm. called the Book Writing Recipe. Yes. Tell us when is it out? Who's it's for? Is this like the book that's going to just tell all of your all your publishing secrets all in one book, or like what are we getting I in know. this book? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. this book is going to drop around Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, And so it's going to give people insight of, I have a 90 day program where um, people pay me to work with me for 90 days. We write, we publish. Then I also have a separate publishing company for publishing. So I I decided that I would write a book because so many people asked me, what are the steps? How do you do it? Where do I start? (laughs) You know, so I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to put it in the book. And so I'm going to be putting a lot of my secrets in the book. You know, the people pay me thousands and thousands of dollars to learn. Um, and just share that. So that's that's really beautiful. I love right at the holidays. Let's get that out. Let's have that be a recipe book that people pick up for the holidays. Absolutely. (laughs) Because, you know, we already know how to make food, but do we know how to write books? That's what people can be working on through the holidays. It can be their gift to themselves, right? Absolutely. I um I was I watched the their the trailer because you have a, a website for the the book writing recipe and the trailer is really great because it really explains like hey start to finish mm-hmm. like even to get yourself started because I bet that's probably a huge question right yeah. like okay I have this story this is my life and I don't even know where do you just start like when I was a kid like how do you start I bet that's a huge question so like people forget the 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 infamous outline that you learned in the third grade right (laughs) and so it's like outlining is huge when it comes to writing a book you first want to you know kind of give the story and and get a concept going first right so outlining would definitely be one of the steps that you would take first yeah yeah it's like a a map right so then you Mm -hmm. just then you're filling it in from there correct goodness that's step one keep reading (laughs) grab the book when it comes out this fall um is there a set date or it's it's november of 2022 are we waiting for it or do we do you have so I'm, i'm looking at black friday (laughs) <laughs> so oh, beautiful. yeah, Black Friday, 2022. Okay. Absolutely. Great. Great. And so how can people reach out to you? How can they get in touch with you and find you if they want to hear more about your story and, and if they're interested in, in coaching with you? 
So they can find me on Instagram at I am Shannon Anderson. They can also go to my website, I am shannonanderson.com. And they can also go and pick up my book, Stripper to Striver from Pain to Power. Um, and they can go to the bookwritingrecipe.com to pick up the new book. Yes. Yeah. Because pre-orders are available already on the website right now. That is correct. That is great. What What did I not ask? What would be super helpful for people to know? Um, I think the biggest thing and something that I always have to reiterate is that you are special. Mm -hmm. Your story is not to break you. Your story is to make you. And if you will allow it to make you and, and you really walk in it and own it, you will be surprised at the opportunities and doors that it will open for you. So that your story is the glory. Your story is your glory. It is the thing that separates you from everybody else. And it is the thing that shows you, you know, like your highlights and even your down moments, but it inspires and motivates other people. So don't hinder your story. Mm, Don't hinder your story. Mm -hmm. I we're going to we're going to end on don't hinder your story is everyone listening and watching do not hinder your story yeah. that's really beautiful so inspiring for mm-hmm. people that are just struggling with figuring out how to tell it who to tell it to why when how you know Absolutely. so you are a huge inspiration to people um i love seeing you on instagram you have great reels on there you're really you know you're preach you're walking in what you're preaching you know you're you're really doing it and i know you're still actively doing your own healing work too, because all these years later, I know you're still walking in it every day. We're talking about that before we (laughs) pre-recorded. Even today, we're like, oh, is this over yet? No, it's not over, but it does get easier. And yeah, your story is your glory. I love that. Shannon Posh Anderson, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thank Thank you so much. (laughs) Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Trauma Survivorhood Between the Seasons bonus content. For more info and show notes, check out the episode guide below. Until next time, be well, survivors.